Good morning, ladies of Downtown Moms Discipleship. It's so great to be with you this morning. Sarah and I are sad to miss um, this time with you today, but we've been brainstorming ways to stay connected during this pandemic, these crazy times of the coronavirus. Um, but we figured at least we can get together and still talk about Sarah's topic. It's a way to, to connect with you a little bit, to give you something to chew on and think on. So we're still going to be talking about Sarah's topic, the invisible life of motherhood. So if you have a minute and you have a little peace and quiet, which may be hard to find these days being in your house, <laughs> but maybe in the morning or at night, you can grab a piece of paper or device and jot down some notes from today. And we have a few questions to ask you that you might want to reflect on. So Sarah, how are you doing? Hey, Holly, good morning and good morning, ladies. Um, we're, I'm sorry to miss you, but I appreciate all the memes that you're posting online. It's keeping <laughs> my spirits up. We're good here, just getting into the groove of homeschooling, which has been, um, I've, I've watched my lots of my friends homeschool over the years, so it's fun to get to try my hand at it. So we're doing good. Where the girls get to be the line leader every other day in their their homeschool, which is very it's usually only like twice a semester. So this is very exciting at our house. How, how about you guys? Probably just a but, lot of the same. Yeah, with school that is exciting for your girls, Sarah. They get to <laughs> have <laughs> many more opportunities. The there you every go. Every third day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for us, it's I would say a good majority of the time is pretty similar to normal. What's changed most for us is just not going out in the afternoons and evenings as much for activities. So my kids are pretty sad about missing out on some of that, but so many of the um, sports groups and dance groups they're connected to are doing a lot online. So there's been opportunities for them to take different classes. The girls have gotten to take some dance classes out of a studio in California, which has been kind of a fun oh, opportunity. Fun. And we're doing some family workouts together from a new online workout thing that we've never done. And I never thought I would probably like that, but it's actually been really fun. So I'm thinking maybe I'll keep this up <laughs> for yeah, the long term. I, it's, it's neat to see all of the online resources. I can't imagine not having that right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's neat to be able to still like tour museums and do workouts and um, and then just getting outside, I mean, living in Colorado, if we were, if we were in a big city, it might be a lot harder to mm -hmm. do this quarantine. So I'm thankful for those things, those graces. Yes. Well, I've, I've been thinking about the many opportunities, but I know that this can be really anxiety provoking and mostly I'm feeling at peace, but there are those moments and headlines that, um, you know, kind of make me anxious or upset. And so mm -hmm. we just want to know, we're thinking of all of you moms out there and being at home with your kids all day, possibly embarking on new routines or homeschooling. And so we're both here for you if you want to talk and Sarah and I are going to be getting in touch with all of you. So, but please let us know if you need anything practically or just want to chat. We really do. That's wanna, right. Yeah. That's, we're looking forward to talking to all of you. And, um, this, I've been the same, like mostly feeling peaceful about it. Like God's given me peace, but Cassie's talk couldn't have come at a better time for us to yes. review that, listen to the podcast ladies. Um, and I, I had like, I've been having my kids memorize, um, scripture and poetry and the, the scripture that we memorized today was Joshua one nine. 
um, about being strong and courageous. And Mm. so like, it's just, I'm like, this is to remind mommy (laughs) to be strong. I didn't say that, but right. Um, (laughs) I was like, not a bad verse to meditate on right now. Absolutely. Yes. Well, let's pray before we dig into our topic today. Lord, we thank you for all these wonderful moms, um, for all of us who could be together in this group. We just pray for each mom out there that you would give her peace in her home with her family and all that she has to put her hands to in this new season of just the unknown of the future of every day, Lord. So give us um, eyes to see and ears to hear what we can do and how we can serve our own families. And if there's others um, in our neighborhood or community that we feel that we have um, energy or ability to help, Lord, give us um, ideas for how to do that creative ways. And even if it's not physically, we just pray for creative ways to reach out, whether through a phone call or FaceTime or Zoom or all these uh, technical ways that we can figure out how to use, at least for me, in this season. Um, (laughs) We pray that you would just give us wisdom in all of that, God. And we thank you for your presence. And we pray that we just remind ourselves every day that you are in control, that you're with us and bringing us peace and strength in this time. In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Holly. Yeah. So Sarah, tell us what interested you in speaking about this topic, the invisible life of motherhood. Uh, well, so I, I called the, the theme is God has a unique plan for you in your holy calling of motherhood. And if this is as big and beautiful as it sounds, why are we so often feeling forgotten and less than as moms in our culture? And I first started thinking about this when I was, um, nursing Brookie, who's now five. Um, she's my younger one. And, I was sitting alone in a basement watching this TED Talk by this mom about feeling how she felt like she was disappearing as a mom and about just talking about how you are doing this this quiet, unseen work. And um, during that same season, I read this beautiful blog post that was talking about um, comparing breastfeeding and the Eucharist which uh, we can include that link to that. But um, it kind of it kind of took that concept, which in the TED Talk, which was kind of from a secular perspective about um, how you're doing like a good work and and looking at it through the lens of my uh, Christian worldview um, and tying the work that we're doing, the invisible servant like work um to our faith and how we are striving to be more like Christ and how we are pouring ourselves out for our children and laying ourselves down. Um, and what I had felt a lot from that I was getting from culture on motherhood was either that I would go to one extreme or the other of these two things of like, um, either be this kind of mom that's like, don't let it change you. Like you had a baby, but still Mm -hmm. accomplish everything that you were going to accomplish before you had kids and get your body back and get your life back and make sure everything's like running just like on track and like you never had children or this other perspective of like, um, just I call it the, just call me mom. Like if you were at your class reunion, you would write mom on your name tag. Um, because just like you completely, are swallowed up 
by your motherhood and, and it consumes you. Um, and so I felt like during that season, like slowly over the last several years, God has revealed more of his heart for motherhood for me. And, um, I just wanted to talk about that with our group because I feel like a lot of people are in that place and, um, it was a really beautiful and empowering thing when I realized God's heart for motherhood. So that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, I can, I can resonate with some of those feelings in those early days, especially when I had a 20 month old and a nursing baby. And I remember often just thinking about when I was sitting there nursing, that I had done different things to become educated and different opportunities that I'd had to really be able to use gifts and strengths and things that I thought the Lord put in me. And now just wondering and questioning, am I going to be able to use that in this season? Um, And thinking, you know, would anyone see that or wonder if I had that to offer? And I think one of the things that over time, the Lord helped me to see through just different encouragement and different mentors was that God wasn't going to let all of that die or it didn't go away in motherhood, but that he would find a way in, in his calling for me as a mom to be able to use those strengths and gifts in my motherhood that um, hopefully some of my counseling skills, you know, I could use on them and helping them to yeah. <laughs> develop emotionally or just different things like that, that it didn't go to waste, but that everything that he had put in me up to this point that I could use um, to parent them, to love them, to extend kindness to them, and that there was still so much to learn in life and that I wanted to keep learning and growing and there was so much that uh, I'd forgotten or that I never learned that I could continue to learn with my kids. And that was an opportunity that I saw in becoming a mom. And is that just common core math or other things? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I have had to relearn a lot of math, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm just really thankful that this um, like lockdown came at a time when I don't have to understand common core math and my children's education because I would be really lost. Um, I'd be on YouTube a lot uh, (laughs) if we were doing that. Yeah. Well, Sarah, when you think about different scriptures and kind of in line with, with motherhood. Um, what can you think of specific stories or different people in the Bible that could get, could be a guide for us on this journey? Well, I mean, honestly, I, it just makes me think so much of Jesus, the way that he is portrayed in the book of Mark. Um, and you know how theologians kind of like, uh, agree that, you know, Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all kind of look at Jesus different aspects of himself, um, and they're kind of writing from that perspective. And so, um, Matthew focuses on Jesus as the King and Mark as servant and a servant sacrifice and, uh, Luke, the son of man, and then John being the son of God. So so looking at Jesus as the son of God. So, um, if you look at Mark, um, Jesus is portrayed so much as a servant leader and I feel like our culture devalues children so much, um, and it it reminds me a lot of how Jesus um, was kind of looked down upon for associating with the people that he did while he, during his ministry on earth, and 
and thinking about how he was able to confidently and just be associate with those types of people that other people wouldn't because he knew exactly where God had him and what he was doing. And he was able to get low and come close to the people that nobody else wanted to be close to. And you just, you can see that as a mom getting on an airplane or something. I mean, everybody is like rolling their eyes. Like, why did you bring children? Children are such an inconvenience Mm -hmm. and the people who care for them for free moms are also just devalued in our culture oftentimes. And, um, but Jesus is the example of a servant sacrifice and he's not afraid to get low and get close to the people that others wouldn't. Um, and us as moms, we can follow his example and feel not less than or devalued because we have this kind of unimportant job according to the world. Um, but we can be confident where God has placed us because we're following Jesus's example. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that and can see how when we look at Jesus's life, how he, he did seem so secure and who God, God had made him to be and what he was called to do. Yeah. And, um, I think, there's definitely, I think for my own life, the sense of my own security and identity could definitely be challenged in my time in mm-hmm. the season of young motherhood or with little kids because no one is seeing anything we're doing. Right. It is so hidden. Um, and so it's very much a trust journey and a walk with the Lord to ask the Lord to remind us of the Lord that I am your beloved daughter and help me to find my identity in that and my identity and mm-hmm. what you've called me to in this season and help me to see how you're working and what you're doing every day because most likely no one else is going to see that or encourage you or call that out of you. Um, it's, yeah. It is one of the most hidden times of our lives probably. Uh, totally. And I mean, if you went from working in an office mm-hmm. like I did in mm-hmm. straight into motherhood where in an office you're like putting on a real outfit every day and you take a shower like you're a rock star every day um, and fix your hair and then you go into an office and people are like, great job. Right. Um, that just doesn't happen. And then they pay you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, never once have my kids paid me. Um, but In I, Monopoly money, I, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't no? lose. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me, um, putting on that identity that we have in Christ reminds me of First um, Peter 2.9, which I'll just read real quick. Um, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I just think feeling so secure in that identity is one of the first steps to just um, being finding freedom as a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I think it's been a journey for me to kind of, if, and we never end that journey. I think of really walking in that belovedness. But I think I mentioned this before at Mom's Group, but one of the books that really helped me and kind of have a different perspective was, is called Life of the Beloved by Henry Nowen. 
Oh, it's, yeah. It's just a short little book. He's a Catholic priest, and, and he was actually writing to a secular audience, sort of helping people to see um, of their belovedness in the Lord, and tried, but tried to write it in a really simple way, and just had a lot of great stories and practical examples. Um, but when I read that, there was just something that I think the Lord was doing in my heart to to really help settle that and root that in my heart um, like it hadn't been in previous seasons. So anyway, if you haven't picked that up, if you have extra time in this season um, and you're at home, you know, being at home, maybe you could get that on Amazon or if you have it, pick it up. I'd really encourage you to read that. So Sarah, what are your thoughts about why God gave us children? Because like you said, children aren't very validated and our culture and other cultures that I've been around sometimes even less than in America. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you think about that? Well, one thing that struck me um, as I've been kind of on this journey of discovering my kind of how God sees me um, Mm -hmm. as a mom and my role as mom is that um, I feel like a lot of times we get the message that motherhood should not change us at all, like that we should be the same. If we are going to be successful in our culture's eyes, we should still, like I said before, like accomplish all the same things and still be the same person. Like don't lose yourself. Um, but the beautiful thing is that if you allow him to, God can use your children to make you more of who you are and refine you more into who God made you to be. Um, you just look at how God has, um, how he's instilled more compassion in you, more gentleness, more graciousness as a mom, since think of yourself before you had kids. Um, I, I just think about how, um, in Philippians three, seven, it says, But whatever were gains to me, I I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Um, I just love that uh, people are so... I feel like a lot of people when they first become moms are really worried about losing themselves or mm-hmm. losing their relationship, what, like what their, what their marriage was like before they had kids or, or whatever, your, your freedom, your singleness, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but not only God designed motherhood to refine you into more of who he meant for you to be. And Mm -hmm. so if you fall for that lie that your children are going to make you lose who you are, then you'll miss so much. And so um, I just encourage you to not fall for it and to allow it to change you and allow it to grow you. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of character refining that's been going on in me for a lot of years. And I think, you know, this, I used to think, I was always nice and had a, always a nice response, but you have a bunch of kids and they're going to really push in on those things and cause you to, you to test your patience and really press. Holly, in you're and always see nice. Oh, well, thank you. You don't always see me at home, but, <laughs> but, 
the kids know, and I mean, you know, I look at them, we're like, okay, mom, mom means business about this. But um, just, I think, patience, right? Our patience is tested every day, and us need to be flexible. We all are having so many chances to, to <laughs> yes. practice patience yes. right now. Yes. So, yeah, I think you're very, you're right as far as refining, that this is, we have years of practice of being refined. The other thing I thought about, um, I think about just about children and how God sees children. I thought of a couple of verses, um, and one is Psalm one twenty seven three through five. It says, "Behold, children are gifts of the Lord; the fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of the warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them!" And I think, like you said earlier, Sarah, that the world tells us that children are an inconvenience, that they're interruptions to our life, our plans, or our ideal day that we'd like to plan out and know what that we can expect that to go that way. But as we know, things never go as planned with children. Um, But yet, you know, God's saying that they are a blessing. And in so many other cultures, I think in ancient times, and not that many hundreds of years ago, children were were still seen that way. So I think it's more in our modern cultural day where we're becoming, we have the ability to be more independent, the ability to travel and do, do so much more that I think it, that has played a part maybe in the negative mm-hmm. of advancing where we see like, well, I could do all this so much easier and better and be more successful and achieve more and be more productive if I didn't have right. kids in, in my way. And so I think the Bible and story, these stories really challenge us to see it with different eyes. I also think of Psalm 128, one through four that says, well, it gives us this picture of the blessing that comes from children. Yeah. And it says, how blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you shall eat the fruit of your hands, you will be happy and it will be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children like olive plants around the table. Behold, for thus shall a man be blessed who fears the Lord. And I think, because it's so countercultural to value and see motherhood even as an opportunity and as a blessing to get to do this, that we have to ask the Lord to remind us, you know, all the time that my children are a blessing to me, that this is a gift, right. that I get to be with them, that I get to parent them, I get to steward this season well. That's right. And and I feel like it's just another example. Motherhood is just another example that we have as Christians of this upside down kingdom that Jesus brought for us, mm-hmm. where we are we are with the the least powerful people in our society, mm-hmm. and um, God is asking us to invest so much in them um, because the. He, one day he will make the weak strong and the poor rich. And, and he um, just is asking us to trust him that this is worth it, even though it seems kind of worthless in our culture a lot of times. And um, people will try and make you feel like what you're doing is not important. Um, but God assures us so many, in so many different ways in Scripture that it is important and that he cares. Mm-hmm. I, I know I, like it seems like there's themes all throughout the New Testament of Jesus saying, you know, asking the little children to come to him mm-hmm. or that we can really know him and understand the kingdom when we become like little children. And so there's so mm-hmm. many ways that he's 
that we see him validating the child, childlike faith, and kind of those different themes. Um, so Sarah, what would you say, do you have any practical tips on how we can kind of continue to see this invisible and valuable role as a mom in our lives? How do we continue to encourage ourselves in this direction? Well, um, the, the first thing is, I feel the thing that has helped me the most is to have God be my source of identity. And that has to start for me. It has to happen first thing in the morning before my kids wake up. So I, I get up around like five this morning, a little bit earlier. I like feed the baby and then, and then go and have some time alone, which is really, I mean, I lose a little bit of sleep from it, but it gives me so much, like fills me up in another way that it kind of sustains me. Um, and I have, I have practiced, um, I've done it different ways, but one thing that I've been doing, which I feel like might be helpful to some other people possibly is to, um, instead of making like a huge checklist of what I'm going to do, um, the day before, like we're talking about, um, your rule of life talk, I, um, I kind of just write down at the end of that next day, what I would like for us all to feel like, or what would I like to accomplish? A few like concrete tasks that I need to accomplish. But then the other thing that I write down are like, get everybody to school, out the door to school with um, like emotionally intact. Like everybody, mm-hmm. nobody is feeling rushed or um, scolded or um, anxious. And so that would be, a success if I accomplish that. And so, um, I can like, I can kind of wrap my head around those types of goals. So, so, um, yeah, letting God be the source of identity. And when I get up in the morning to do that, I also kind of meditate on that, that little list that I make. And the next thing, um, I feel is important and maybe we can all practice this right now during our quarantine, but don't let your kids treat you like their servant. Yes, you are a servant leader, but you are leading them to independence. And so I feel like um, maybe we've gotten a mixed message in the church sometimes about what moms are supposed to do. Like a good mom does everything for their child, like a servant without complaining. Um, You know, that kind Mm -hmm. of like, it's kind of like a mixed up message, but I feel that kids need to, we're, we're trying to disciple them to independence all the way. Um, and it has to happen gradually. So giving them age appropriate independence and responsibility, I feel like, um, will help you to remember that you are not, you're their, you're their leader. You're not their just like servant all the time. And I, I feel like, um, that's a really appropriate God given role as a mom to be mm-hmm. training, to be training them like that. Yeah. So, um, just don't confuse, um, your role in that way. And I have been guilty of just doing it for my kids because it's easier than showing them how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe we all do yeah. that sometimes, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, this is a great opportunity that we have now with these weeks that we'll have close to home where we can, um, maybe do some training, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Some and of then, you who might need to do some potty training, 
it's a great opportunity, right? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> you have plenty of like, days oh, at home. I can't do three solid days at home to do potty training. When am I going to find the time? Yeah. Well, this is our golden opportunity. Yes. Hey, maybe I can even potty train the baby. He's um, he's four months, so mm. um, hopefully this quarantine won't last long enough to potty train. Do that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard of people who potty train their infants, but I don't really understand what that means. I never no, did that. I never tried. <laughs> I never, yeah. Um, and the next thing I would say is to dis- disengage or distance yourself from relationships um, who are not respecting moms or children. If you're struggling to really believe that the work you're doing is important, you can't afford to have people in your life that clearly don't see motherhood through that lens. If it's if it's causing you to constantly like get off your footing of that solid identity that we're talking about, if your relationship, little comments they say, their attitude, whatever, what they post on social media, then you might need to distance yourself from those types of people um, just for maybe just for a season um, until you feel a little bit more sure of this role and confident and um, just like God is uh, really dug into your heart, like what he wants for you out of motherhood. And, um, and then, you know, maybe re-engage again. Um, and the final thing I would say is to put on the armor of God and, um, really realize that our enemy does not like families or children or moms that try and disciple their children to love the Lord. So if that's your goal, if that's what you're doing, then he will try and thwart that at every turn. And you need to actually, um, maybe during that morning time, or if you do it at night, um, imagine yourself putting on the armor of God and pray through that. Um, because it is a battle. And as a friend of mine who has nine children recently told me the battle is in the heavenlies. And I thought that was so sweet. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, those are all really, really good things. And I think the, the armor of God scriptures are really helpful to remind us to to stand against some of the darkness. I think sometimes, just depending on how you grew up, if, if you know, in your church background, maybe that's something that was, you know, talked about um, spiritual darkness, and maybe it wasn't. But um, I think it is something to consider that sometimes we, we can sense or just know that there is this spiritual battle out there and it is something to, to pray through and ask Jesus to come into some of those dark situations. Um, a few things that came to mind for me is one, to create a rule of life, and that's something we've talked about at Downtown Moms Discipleship. But I think for me, intentionality has been so big in helping me feel my purpose and calling in motherhood. I think when I've been more reactive to life or to the kids. I just can feel really down and really burdened by it and drained rather than feeling like I'm spending my life out. I'm spending Mm -hmm. my love for them rather than they're taking from me and they're just draining me. And so um, having these intentional rhythms and practices and the rule of life have helped us to be purposeful. And just a couple that come to mind are reading the Bible together has been really special and intentional. It's looked different in different seasons. 
Um, but whenever we've been able, like right now, we're in a season where we're starting to read a little bit at the dinner table because the kids are older and and then um, we usually have some kind of a read aloud time, like a, some kind of a fun fiction book that we're reading together. So just intentional practices like that as a family um, help me to feel like I'm being purposeful. I'm using the things that God has put in my heart to help my kids to learn and grow in the Lord and then to be able to love others well. Um, and I think doing this also for me helps me to not resent the just the mundane and the normalcy of daily life of just all the things that we do you know changing diapers and making meals and taking out the trash and laundry it just can it can start to feel like I'm just putting my head down and doing mm-hmm. the same old thing yeah. every day and does this even matter and couldn't anyone do this but I think if we create some of those intentional things we find more purpose and meaning in it that's so true because you kind of think like you could outsource a lot of those things, Mm -hmm. but a lot of those intentional moments happen in that. Um, and in that, during that mundane stuff, um, Mm -hmm. like we've been, we've been reading a lot. Well, we usually just read at night. Mm -hmm. Um, but now we have nothing but time. So we've been (laughs) flying through a lot of books Yep, and, um, it's really great. I'm so thankful to get to be reading to my kids right now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and that just builds that relationship and I love it. Yeah. We've been reading. Yeah. Like have a couple good chunks of reading a day now. Uh And we started reading little house on the prairie a couple days ago. And I had just gotten a bunch of library books before the library closed. So that was helpful. Oh my helpful. gosh, do you and get to keep them? Are they going to charge you $80 a book? I have wondered what, well, how that's going to work. So I feel like have Rapunzel, a where she's like, um, I'm going to read a book or maybe two or three. Um, and then yeah. she's like, rereads the books later in the song. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh. Um, something else that came to mind is just writing down this would be a question I guess you could reflect on moms um, to write down all the roles that you have in your children's life. Cause I know we're probably all aware and have that sense of like, yeah, I'm doing a lot for my family. I'm serving them. I'm pouring myself out, but do we validate like the importance of those roles sometimes? So maybe it would be things like I, I'm, I'm a discipler. I, you know, I tend my children's hearts or I, I teach them. I'm a nurturer. I'm a friend or things, things like that. Those are just ideas. Um, but maybe writing down some of those things and writing specifically, like, how do I, what am I doing to disciple them? What am I doing? What am I teaching them every day? Whether that's, you know, teaching your child, this is how you take out the recycling and trash every day. And this is your new job. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it, could be, it could be something super practical. Um, or, you know, you're, you're stopping for them. And when they come to you in distress and you're stopping and you're being present to them and you're looking at them and listening and, um, helping them to process, you know, maybe that kind of, that that's, that's not nothing, that that's really important that you're teaching them how to be a present, how to be present in people's lives. And that's important for every relationship. And so I think sometimes we just think, oh, this is just normal. Like everyone's doing this. This is, you know, but to really take stock and go all these, look at all these things that I'm doing to serve my family. These are really important. And important in the kingdom and God values what I'm doing. Um, I also felt like it's been 
valuable for me to specifically pray for my kids. And I know we've talked about a group like blessing our kids and going in at night mm-hmm. and praying over them. But I think there's also something about just in our own times of prayer as, as moms that we can specifically lift a child up to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, this is, this is what I'm seeing and sensing for this child in this season. But, um, and I want to pray for these particular things for them. Cause there might be things you might pray to the Lord about that you might not say to them in, in uh-huh. their prayers. Yeah. But I think and that, I really, yeah, go ahead. Sarah. Well, I really liked how you told me, um, recently that you will use that time and think about life from their perspective for a few minutes mm-hmm. and then use that to guide you in your prayers for them. And I was, mm-hmm. I just was blown away by that. I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. because I feel like I will, I have two little girls. I feel like oftentimes I'll think the kids did great today or the kids mm-hmm. didn't do so great today, mm-hmm. but I don't know how often I, I stop and think, um, when it's not in a moment of, you know, high or low or whatever with an individual child, mm-hmm. do I think from their perspective about what, how is life going from their perspective mm-hmm. and take the time to really do that? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's been, um, helpful for sure. I think for me to, and it's definitely been a learning curve to, cause there's so much going on all the time, right? To mm-hmm. be really intentional yeah, and you have to four do kids. that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's, it's a learning curve, but, um, I'm working on, on being more present to their personalities and their, what they're going through. So, um, well, any final thoughts, Sarah? Well, I'm just hoping that you ladies, um, have time to click on some of the links that we're going to include with this because we're going to, um, include the link to the Ted talk that I mentioned. Um, and also the, the blog post on, uh, nurse breastfeeding and the Eucharist and, um, this is not a plug for breastfeeding only. I just want to say that um, it's just, I just thought it was really cool connecting motherhood and, um, and Jesus's sacrifice for us. I thought it was really, mm-hmm. really sweet. And a couple so. other things that we'll link to um, in the email where you'll, where you'll get this audio link is a book called The Mission of Motherhood by Sally Clarkson. And she's been a friend and mentor to me for many years and this book I read early in motherhood, and I think it just really encouraged me in finding kind of my puzzle, encouraging, like, what does the Lord have for me and my family and our puzzle, and how can he give me a vision and mission in this motherhood journey? And then she also, she recently did a podcast and took some of the themes out of that book, and so we're linking to her podcast called Embracing Biblical Motherhood. Um, and I also just want to say, as we're closing that by no means with Sarah and I talking about this, are we invalidating work and motherhood that Absolutely um, not. I'm, I'm doing both right now. I haven't always, but I've tried to just follow what the Lord has led me to. But I just want all of you moms to know that I trust that the Lord will lead you and what, you know, what is right for you in this season. We all have different capacities and um, yeah. And I love how you call yeah. it a puzzle. Because it just is so unique to the family. Mm -hmm. There's so many different facets. And us as women, we are navigating a really complex picture. So Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of um, so many different moms I know who it it, it looks different for every single person. So you guys are all rocking it. Yeah. And we just, yeah, we want to encourage you in your journey and, um, want you to know that we all feel like we've um, 
you know, left things undone or things we've done that we wish we hadn't, but that we're all in that together and that we can ask the Lord for, for forgiveness if we feel like, oh, I haven't hit the mark or I'm not, I'm not doing what I want to do on this journey, but that he's, he gives us grace, I think, for where, where we're mm-hmm. each at. Um, and he'll continue to prompt us and lead us and guide us wherever you're at. So we hope you feel encouraged that there can be intentionality in these invisible years and seasons. Um, but I'm believing that God has called you to be the mother of your children and that he's given you them um, in this season to just steward this time well. So we hope Amen. that you um, can find some peace as we've been praying for in this season. And um, please, as we said in the beginning, give us a call, email us if you need anything or would like us to pray for anything. So we're going to try to come up with more creative ways to stay in touch. So That's right. We love you guys. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.